Welcome to Inspired by People and Wine podcast. Well, this is it. The big day is finally here. Today, we have a very special guest, Monique Lombardelli, broker and CEO of Modern Homes Realty. Monique, it is an honor to speak with you today. I've always admired your determination, wisdom, and positive energy. This world needs more people like you. I've always really appreciated you. I remember when we met, um, this was, I think it was nine, no, it was 10 years ago. Damn. Already? Ten years ago, um, at my apartment in Sunnyvale. Yes. And you were, what were you doing? You were running around uh, <laughs> offering people. My rum cake. <laughs> yes, your rum cake at the pool. And you were so nice, and you, you ate it. You were, yes, it was. I did. I ate it. It was wonderful. <laughs> That's but funny. But you, you really um, have always been a friend that is genuine and cares about other women and cares about lifting people up and um, I've always appreciated that about you. I think it's rare to have friends and make friends so fast mm-hmm. where you feel that you can be 110% yourself. Yeah. And you've always been that friend. Being yourself and being uh, being able to have that comfort is super important. It, I, it's Everybody should feel accepted for who they are. We all have the same fight. Um, we're going to talk about women in business and mm-hmm. um, what entrepreneurs have to go through. And we all are in this same fight together to be successful, to make a living, <clears throat> to find a partner, to find a spouse. Um, and we all have the same pressures. It can be very, very difficult. So yeah. I, I agree. appreciate this. Um, you know, this podcast that you're doing to share. How did you get into real estate? Well, I've always worked in sales and it's just a natural progression to move up in price point. Mm -hmm. I was selling everything from, you know, when I was younger, I started work at 15, 16, uh, working in retail. I sold everything from denim to, (laughs) to creams, to cars, to uh, engineering software. When I moved to the Bay Area, I was selling uh, thermal dynamics software. Oh. And then I started doing social media for a real estate company mm-hmm. and saw what they were doing. And then I became uh, fascinated with architecture. And so just started my own company working in real estate, which has been, I didn't plan for it to go like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever think that I would be doing this. Um, but it's taken on kind of a world of its own. That's just from a simple love of something. Was it hard for you to start real estate? It was very hard. I did not make money for the first three, four years of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot of money for marketing. It takes a lot to start a company. And I was bootstrapping, which is what they call starting a company by yourself and funding it by yourself. It was Hmm. very, very difficult. Um, I was very anxious about it every year. I I went through a period of, uh, you could call it depression, from Mm -hmm. just staying inside and working all the time. I really didn't have a social life, um, and I did not have a relationship at the time, so it was all focused on the business and the company. You've had to be in certain situations that have humbled you. I think that those type of situations actually um, give you that strength. Yes, yes. And for many years, too, as we were talking about before, 
starting a company, it's like being on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. You have to push it every day. You have to push it for years. Mm -hmm. And that can wear on you. But if you look at how many seeds you've planted, if you're working that hard every day, it will come to fruition. It will grow. Hmm. Um, the point is to keep doing it so that you see the reward later. Yeah, not give up. And not give up. Um, it takes a lot. And, and if you look at the roots of starting any company or anything really, you dig down deep and it's not a pretty place. Sometimes you got to dig real far. <laughs> and then you're stuck. What do you do when you get out? How do you get out? <laughs> you have to keep digging. Yeah. You've got to dig until you come out the other side. And um, it's a cold, lonely place sometimes. You mm -hmm. have to go there. And if you're willing to go there and you're willing to keep doing it, you will see the rewards later on but there will be a time when people will tell you that you're crazy mm -hmm. that you should maybe do something else mm -hmm. that you know you're broke so might not be working out time to rethink the plan you have to stick with it with anything really I think also in a marriage or in a relationship that's not going well um, if you stick with it and you really put 110% in, you will, you will see the reward. I love that. I believe that. What keeps you so positive? And you're always so motivating and you're just, you have this great energy. Like what do you do on a daily basis to achieve that? I think it's a matter of choice. Being happy, being positive is a complete choice. Every day there are a lot of things that go wrong. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, Clients will complain, employees will complain, um, we're putting out fires every day, but I think sometimes I just get up and I'm so thankful that I'm okay mm -hmm. and that it worked out. And you made it this far. And that I made it this far. I'm just, I can't believe that some days. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm able to do things that I've always wanted to do, I'm oh, unbelievably, I, I think I... I'm amazed that it worked out and I really value people's opinions and I think because I was so humbled mm -hmm. I was so humbled for many years that when things do work out and when new people sign up or when we take on new clients I'm so thankful mm -hmm. that that has had the momentum that it's had um, just makes me really grateful and appreciative Mm -hmm. of everything absolutely do you get a lot of referrals it's mostly referral and I think again with planting the seeds mm -hmm. you know um, it takes a really significant amount of money to let people know first what your passions are mm -hmm. when you put out that podcast <laughs> when you put out that first um, that first audio mm -hmm. I was immediately touched by your passion with it oh. and if you hadn't have put that out there Mm -hmm. I mean, the cost of just putting out your passion mm -hmm. is what's most important, I think, in business. The love that you have for something or the very simple reason why you're doing this is what attracts people. Hmm. And when I started putting out, I love this architecture so much. Hey, everybody, look at what these homes are. 
you know, this is what an Eichler is. I'm so excited I can't wait to share this information to people. I have a burning desire to make things look better, hmm. to present things well, and to connect with people about architecture. So that has worked out really well and circulated circulated itself, really. That's awesome. So you have a team. And um, what do you think is important as a manager? I think culture is the most important thing with a company. I also have learned through many mistakes Mm -hmm. that a CEO will not really be the best person at the details. So you have to hire people that are genuinely passionate about teaching, others about showing the details about going through the day-to-day process I hired this guy Chris who loves to teach people and wants to hold their hand and I am a horrible horrible hand holder (laughs) I think I love to negotiate I love presentation I love marketing but I'm not the best hand holder so I needed someone who can step in and do that well I think that is very important to know your strengths and to know your weaknesses. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay to have a weakness. It's okay. Yeah. I, I know we all want to be perfect in every area. It's yeah. not going to happen. We have to find other people who can, who can lift yeah. us up in, in those situations. Absolutely. That's awesome. Now, how big is your team? Uh, we have six people, and we're interviewing people every day. Awesome. Um, the fact that I think because the leads are now there mm-hmm. with the real estate company, we're allowed to um, hand these off to more people and give them an opportunity to sell, give them an opportunity to make money. The problem, I think, with real estate brokerages is they collect money from their agents. Mm-hmm. They are never giving leads. They just say, you know, sign up. You pay us $400 a month, yeah. here's your cubicle, and learn yourself. Um, what I think is important is giving people leads to work with immediately and to train them and you know hold their hand through the transaction process. When I started, I didn't have anybody I remember. teaching me. Yeah, and I worked at two other brokerages and... No one was there to say, this is how you present an offer. This is how you show a house. Um, This is how you negotiate. They just handed us the contracts and said, learn these, and there you go. Hmm. So I wanted to start a place where we can help each other grow and be sort of an incubator for design, for architecture, for clients who have a specific interest. Can you give some advice to someone who's new in real estate or even in sales? Like, what do you recommend that they do? Sales, I think, is all about a mindset. Mm -hmm. After doing this for 10 years, almost 10 years now, I've really learned that if you get to the heart of it, it's all about a mindset. You have to get up every day and be excited for the client. Mm -hmm. You have to communicate the love you have for the product. Two main things are patience and love of the product. If you love your product, you're not really doing any work. (laughs) 
I true. walk people through these homes and I cannot stop talking about them. I have the energy flows with love mm-hmm. of that and that will translate over. You have to have patience because sales is up and down. You'll have great months and you'll have bad months, but every day you got to get up and you have to hit it every morning. Yeah. I think that's just sales. Just being optimistic and mm-hmm. I remember when I was in sales, I didn't want to be in sales. I'm like, I don't want to be in this shit. And because I'm not a very pushy person, I don't like to be aggressive. Yeah. And uh, one day I just woke up and said, I'm actually helping people, helping people with their business. I'm helping helping them yes. you know, figure out how they should market their company. And when I changed my tune and realized that I'm helping them, it became a whole different world. You are a humble servant to other people. I learned that when I was working in a shoe store. Mm-hmm. I remember I had sort of an attitude and an ego, and I thought, I just, I'm here to sell, I'm here to make money. But when you are down there on the floor mm-hmm. helping someone, you know, you're in there with their feet and you're in there with their shoes. Yeah. You, I remember that was the biggest learning lesson for me is that Mm -hmm. I am nothing but a humble servant helping someone find what they need. Mm -hmm. And I think that carried with me throughout real estate. The more you humble yourself and you only think about the client's needs, Mm -hmm. not about your own, and keeping that relationship and making them feel wonderful, that does result in a sale. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, I believe that if you if a competitor is going to give the same exact service yeah they're going to it's going to boil down to who they like better and they're going to know i think being genuine comes across mm-hmm. even if you think it is and or if it's not i think being genuine with who you are yes. comes across to anybody who right right who i you think talk to. that's a good point and and um, they'll work with someone who they trust and who brings the most value mhm i completely agree so what have you learned in your 30s that you didn't know in your 20s? Just because I think that's a good topic. Yeah, wow, how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) I think that I've become a lot more patient, I have become more humble, and I listen a lot more Mm -hmm. to other people. I think in our 20s, we have things we wanna do, we're talking a lot, we're self-involved, we're trying to keep up with the Joneses, with, with what everyone else is doing, we want yeah. to wear what everyone else is wearing. You know, we want to look a certain way. I think in my 30s, and now I'm approaching 40, I care about the inside. Mm-hmm. I care about my peace more than anything. I care more about doing the right thing. Even even if it is not doesn't seem profitable at that moment, mm-hmm. I will think more long term now, and I'm thinking about the future. Yeah. Now. And taking risks, yeah. I think it is important to still take risks, but I think I've become more calculated now. Yeah. In the beginning, I was just all in and. Um, you know, being very fearless mm-hmm. with that. I think now that the company's bigger and that I 
um, want to be safer. I don't take as many risks as I did before. Hmm. Which you should always do that so you can go to the next level, mm -hmm. but just make it more calculated. Yeah, that's super important. Yeah, so you think it through and you think around different angles and scenarios. And then as far as like your self-esteem and who you are as a person, mm -hmm. um, has that changed? I think it's changed because I didn't think that I would be able to do what I've done. I think I have a lot more confidence in things working out because when you're starting, you have to be the one who sees the end game. Mm -hmm. Everyone else, everybody, your family, your friends will say, that's kind of a stupid idea. Mm -hmm. um, are you sure about that? Why are yeah. you going to... You know, even my, my friend said, you're going to start a company around these weird little houses. That's a little too out there. And you have to be the one to say, I am doing this. No one's going to stop me. I have a plan. I don't see this not working out. Hmm. And if you're... A lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm interested in doing this. I want to start a company. I'm not really sure. If you are not 110% sure, don't do it. Hmm. If you're not crazy enough <laughs> to think that, that, that it's going to work out, it will not work out. Yeah, like marriage. Yeah. Even a relationship. Yep. If you have any little hesitation, do not do it. Do okay, guys? Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Been there, done that. If okay, just asking, been there, done that. Yeah. And if you're <laughs> asking someone... I tell a lot of people, that's really great that you're thinking of doing it. Why are you asking for someone else's opinion? Hmm. Go for it. Do it. If, if you have any doubt, it shows that you're not really secure. And you have to be the one who is secure throughout all the growing and starting a company. If you're not like a rocket ship ready to go, you're not going to have the fuel to carry you to do it. So who do you prefer to work with, men or women? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking very deep questions here. Um, I think that I like working with both, but I, let me think. Um, I have a lot of men on my team, and mm -hmm. I find them to be easy to work with. I think sometimes it's hard to delegate to women. Hmm. And I'm just being honest, that might sound awful, but I find it... Is it because of the Me Too type of I, thing? You know what? I don't know. I think the Me Too movement is very important because it gives us a voice and it allows us to speak out from, from things that have happened mm -hmm. in the past. But I don't know if women are more guarded with themselves than they are with men, actually. Yeah. Um, men are very easy for me to delegate to. I never feel uncomfortable telling a man, hey, you know, you misspelled this. Um, you know, can you change this and send it back before the end of the day? Mm -hmm. um, I've found <clears throat> that women sometimes make me feel more uncomfortable than men do. Um, just the other day, I went to a charity event where there were a lot of women there. And I walked into this room and, you know, I was in a skirt suit. I was, you know, just dressed up. Mm -hmm. I was coming from work. 
And I got a lot of looks from, you know, the up and down look that women give you, like, nah, not going to talk to you, or, you know, looking yeah. down at my shoes and... Um, Just prejudging you. Prejudging me, or, you know, underestimating me, or making me feel uncomfortable. And the woman who was running the charity, she said, oh, one of our sponsors is here. This is Monique. You know, meet the other ladies. And immediately they changed. Hmm. They smiles appeared on their faces and they went to shake my hand. But they didn't talk with me before when I walked in the room. Hmm. They, so that, that type of energy, I think, from women, you know, a, a guard, having a guard up when you meet other women, I've experienced that a lot. I think a lot of people nowadays, they find confidence in things that really don't matter you know things mm-hmm. that that are replaceable it's hard it's hard because i mean you're single i'm single mm-hmm. i mean we want to mm-hmm. look good right but at the same time right. it doesn't define you because some of the best looking people are the most boringest people and the stuck up <laughs> people i mean it's true right yeah yeah it's true but i think that women really need to when i see a woman come into the room that mm-hmm. is powerful and is charismatic i want to learn from her Me i too. want her to succeed i want my friends to succeed mm-hmm. i want to learn what they're doing i want to learn what that energy what that happiness um feels like mm-hmm. and i think a lot of women we immediately i think because of the way we were raised, the way business has been. We are in competition with ourselves because yeah. it has been so hard for us. Yeah. Well, I I think maybe just because I don't care anymore, mm-hmm. I'm really dressing for myself if I feel inspired. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll dress up and I want to be artistic with the way I look and mm-hmm. I want to feel... You know, a suit is basically armor. I've, I've heard women mm. say that before. When you get dressed up, for, for men as well, when you're dressed in a suit, you are just naturally going to be a little bit more confident than if you were in sweatpants pants and tennis shoes going to a presentation. Um, it's a way to elevate your mood and be excited is to feel that you look your best. I think it's important. But I do realize that I will get more of an uncomfortable feeling around women that I do around men. I always try to smile as much as I can mm-hmm. with women. Um, if I feel that uncomfort, I will immediately, you know, it's, it's funny as women will say little things like, your bag is so cute. Yeah, I've done that. I love your shoes. And that is code for, I'm not here to hurt you. Yeah. I am not here to threaten you. I want to be your friend. That's interesting. I, I did. love your makeup. I lo- your eyelashes look amazing. You know, anything like that is a little cue that says, I'm not here to... Yeah, no competition. No competition here. I want you to shine. I want you to succeed. And it's unfortunate that we have to do that with each other, but I think... Um, you know, when, when we see other women really succeeding, I think there is a lot of competition with women. Hmm. Um, and the more confident we are and the more secure we are within ourselves, we will be more open to receiving mm-hmm. um, other strong women. Yeah. And also getting um, honest with yourself. 
Yeah. You know, not that like we talked about before. It's like not everybody is going to be perfect at everything. Right. There's always going to be things you need to work on. And, and just because you're really good with your money, it doesn't mean you're really good in relationships. And if you see that's an issue, then it's important to really look at it and figure out, like, maybe something happened to you in sixth grade and you're still right. carrying that right. onto your relationships. And it's wow. just really important to dig in. Get Like you said, like, just dig, get Dig get deep. really deep with it. Yeah. yeah. The more deep you out. go, yeah. the healthier it will be. I, that's amazing. I think that's so true to get to the deep issues of ourselves and realize why am I hating on that person? Why am I looking at that in a jealous way? Why am I jealous of her relationship? Mm-hmm. Why am I jealous of his success? Yeah. Why am I jealous of those things? Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. It's really powerful. Has it been difficult dating? You know what's funny? I don't have a lot of success dating, <laughs> and I don't understand why. My friend Nicole, who I really want you to talk to, um, she's a psychologist, and she went to Stanford. She has a PhD from Stanford. She said it is very difficult for her as well to date and to meet someone who could be a potential partner who understands uh, the drive for work, who understands the time commitment, Mm -hmm. who understands a woman who doesn't want to have children, Mm -hmm. which is very, you know, for some of us, I don't want to be a part-time mom. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be a very good mother, I don't think, because I wouldn't have that time to devote to them. But, um, is finding someone who who is okay with all of that. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of entrepreneurs here in the Silicon Valley, for men and for women, it's hard to date because your work is your yeah your priority. And also, That's too, I, th- I think that it's very hard to find someone who's genuine dating mm-hmm. nowadays. I think mm-hmm. everybody likes to put this facade, like their, their life is great, and they don't really, yeah. they want something that's quick and easy and not going to, really go right. deep into conversations and get to really get to know who you really are right and it's sad right. it's sad that you know you, that it's becoming this this way mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. why I like to stay home have a drink <laughs> with my two cats and watch housewives <laughs> yeah people see the exterior they see you know the Fendi suit yeah but they don't see the 40 hours that I was uh, you know almost crying because a client uh, was up and down and counteroffer and you know dealing with a divorce situation where the wife doesn't want to leave the home you know they don't see that people don't see um, this part of life that they would have to deal with it's it's very it's very time consuming it takes so much energy mental energy yeah to do um, this job real estate is very very tough they don't people don't see that so what do you do when you leave? Do you basically just kind of leave that at work? Do you try to come home and zen yourself out? <laughs> Meditate? Yes. What do you do? Yes. Um, I work out almost every day. Ooh. And I think that before I did that, I was had tons of anxiety. I would mm-hmm. have uh, panic attacks. I would be there 24-7 for my clients. I didn't have an assistant. I couldn't say, I can't talk to you right now. I'm overwhelmed. Can you please call Chris? Um, I would sit on the phone and listen to the crying or argue with the other agents. Um, and I, 
was really burnt out. So I do, I try to work out as much as I can. I spend time alone. It's critical. Yeah, I'm I'm an extroverted introvert. (laughs) I need to be alone. It's funny, like once you, when you're alone, and you get the sense that, like, when you finally, when you realize you're finally alone. Yes. I I actually preferred being alone. You know, just to kind of unwind, and I I think that's when I'm able to, you know, I'm Christian, so I feel that when you pray, you're praying, you're praying to God, but when you're by yourself, that's when you're able to hear God. So it's really in silence that you're able to actually, you kind of get those ideas. That's that's how this idea came up for me. I was sitting at home watching Housewives, and I turned it off, and I was playing with my cats, (laughs) drinking wine, and I had this idea, like, what the hell am I doing with my life? I want more. I want to help. I want to, that side of me is, is was kind of dead. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers, exactly people. Exactly right. Yes. I love that. That's what's so inspiring is, as women, we have to lift each other up and we have to do this. You're providing um, a platform for us to show ourselves and to be ourselves and to encourage and share the truth. Yes. Share the truth. So it's, I'm going to leave at this last yes. question, okay? Because I can keep on going on, and we're going to have a part two, clearly, obviously. <laughs> what legacy do you want to leave behind? Mm. That is a very odd, odd <laughs> question because no one, see, and so it's a good question, but it's, I should rephrase that. It's odd for me to answer because when I think of legacy, I think our society has taught us to think about a family. Mm-hmm. Are you leaving, uh, what are you leaving your children? I don't see myself having my own children. I see different things. I see um, homes being built for people that cannot afford them. I see um, communities of people getting together. I hope that the company will really grow mm-hmm. and will give people a wonderful experience as a job that I had. I never thought I would love work. Mm-hmm. Um, I want other people to experience that. I want to leave... I don't want to get emotional, actually. <laughs> I want to leave a inspiration for other people to put everything that they have into a, a, what they see for their lives. It mm-hmm. could be anything they that they're passionate about. I want people to put all of themselves mm-hmm. into something and um, to know that they did their absolute highest and best. Exactly. I think. I, I don't know how to... No, you said it great. Is, I think it's so different for it's, so many people. It's exactly, and that's why mm-hmm. I asked that question because, um, you know, when I think of legacy, I don't just think of my daughter. I think of, like, my family. I think of, like, when friends, when I pass away, what are friends going to remember about me? And mm-hmm. um, I think it's important for all of us to think about that. Like, if you have a bad attitude well guess what when you die people are gonna remember that yeah that's true you know true. <laughs> like god damn she's a bitch <laughs> but, but, <laughs> damn this person was such an asshole <laughs> yeah hallelujah <laughs> you don't want to have a celebration when you're gone you want the i told my, i told my daughter 
<laughs> I tell my daughter she better have at least several days a morning. <laughs> oh my gosh, that person is so think about that people think about that when you're out there and you're treating someone like shit you're treating your employees like shit you're treating your friends like shit yes, that's what you're gonna, that's a legacy so far that you're leaving behind if you want to change it come to terms with who yes. you are as a person admit your faults you have to be the best person that you can that's yes. a wonderful that's a wonderful uh, explanation it's just <laughs> wanting to better other people's lives yes it's funny because like you always think that in life you're kind of taught, oh, I need somebody to do this for me. I need this. Mm-hmm. I need that. Mm-hmm. But when you realize the true, the true meaning of like love and happiness is actually doing something for someone else, mm-hmm. it's the best feeling in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I taught my daughter that as, when growing up. We always used to volunteer with um, friends of the elderly, mm-hmm. and I wanted her to experience that. It's not just about getting. It's not about just yes. going to the zoo. Not about just going to the park. It's about doing something for someone else. And just seeing how these people were so happy to see my daughter, it just brought so much joy in me and just made me realize that, you know, these people were more happy to, happy to see me than my own family, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and these people don't have nobody. And it just, it just makes you realize that, you know, um, that everybody's going to have a legacy. And I think it's important that we always th- just remind ourselves and check ourselves mm-hmm. about what we're doing and where we're going and to make sure we're following that path of the legacy that we really do want to leave behind. Right. Not just financially. It's right. about uh, just emotionally what you've done to people right. and about, um, and also too, just about, it's a, just as far as like admitting, I think yeah. saying sorry to maybe some people you need to say sorry to, right. but it's also forgiving yourself. Forgiving yourself. And I think that there is a path just like, what we've talked about before, when you are nervous to do something or you don't know if it's the right way, yeah, <clears throat> people will come into play and things will happen that guide you in the right direction. Yes. What is it? I just watched Oprah said, there are no mistakes. You are put on a path mm-hmm. for a specific reason. And even if you're scared, even if you can't see a clear path, um, it will be molded for you. Um, if you just follow what you really, really love, what you're truly, truly passionate about, um, if you follow that, things will come and things work out. That's true. Like this, like this podcast, I did not know how to create a, a site. I mean, I'm in my forties. Come on. You did a really, really good job. And, and I and I have to tell you that when I first listened to that, because I know you, because you're surrounded by media. I mean, you worked in television. You've worked with, you know, recording, editing. I'm so impressed and so proud of you Aww. that you're doing this. And I, I immediately said, I will do anything to help you do this. Oh, thank and you. And I know a lot of other, other women will too. So I, I just really support you and encourage you and continuing to do this. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody who's listening. And I hope that you have gotten inspired with Monique. She is an amazing woman. And if you want to receive more information or contact her directly, please go to my website, inspiredbypeopleandwine.com. Thanks Thanks so much. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and it has encouraged you to stay true to your authentic self. I want to end today's podcast with a quote. Your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. And how you leave others feeling after an experience with you becomes your trademark. What trademark are you leaving behind? 
Until next time, cheers.